Thanks for joining us here at Ironbridge Church. We are based out of Chester, Virginia, and our desire is to see everyone in our online and local community experience what it means to know real life and real love. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about us, you can always check us out online at ironbridge.org. And we would love for you to stay connected throughout your week with the Ironbridge Church app. You can download our app for free by searching Ironbridge Church in the App Store or on Google Play. In just a moment, you'll be hearing from our senior pastor, Gary Free. If you would like to access an archive of other messages from Ironbridge Church where you can search by speaker or topic, be sure to check out ironbridge.org forward slash sermons. And as always, join us on Facebook Live at facebook.com forward slash Ironbridge Church. Isn't it amazing how God works? Um, he speaks to our hearts. This uh, song Paul Jr. wrote. Um, and today we're talking about forgiveness. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Beautiful. Um, as we get going today, a few things I want to remind you of. Uh, tonight, uh, We'll have a visitation here uh, in honor of Rob Thornton, and Shirley's here this morning. You'll be praying for her and her family, and that memorial service will be tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock here, but tonight from 5 to 7, family will be here uh, to come by and, 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 and greet them and uh, as we celebrate Rob's life and his faith and encourage his family. It's a privilege we have together. Now, we Baptists are not big on the Lenten season, are we? I had to learn that when it was a little more traditional church. I didn't grow up with any of that stuff, uh, but I, I found out later as Christian. So, you know, I'm becoming more Christian all along the way. Uh, and what is neat is if you know Jesus... The Christian stuff, most all of it makes a lot of sense, <laughs> if you know him. Um, and, uh, you know, during the Lenten season, normally you give up something, you know, for Lent. I mean, that's uh, people who practice this, and they'll have the cross uh, on their forehead as Lent starts. But just think, uh, this year, look at what we get to give up for Lent. Uh, March Madness. We get to give up March Madness for Lent this year. Uh, we get to give up the NBA for, for Lent, uh, probably baseball. Uh, God, we get to give up the Masters for Lent this year. And the um, reason I'm stating it this way is because as believers in Christ, we walk with him through every situation, and we can see his presence in that. Now, all of these changes are going to be tough. I want you to know. And, and then all the school sports and all um, uh, canceled uh, and school canceled and uh, extra, va I mean, extra vacation. I don't think it's vacation, you know, because the children uh, are, are, you know, there's a lot of things got to be going on in, in um 
I, I do encourage you, when the weather is good, to get out in the fresh air. Get out in the sunshine. You remember Florence Nightingale and uh, all this stuff starting after the 1918 flu? They found out it really helps to be out in fresh air, and it really helps to get some sun on us. Uh, so uh, that's, that's something that we'll look forward to doing. But also, it's a great time to just follow Jesus from our heart. If you should uh, have to go in a 14-day a, a quarantine for some reason, self-quarantine hopefully, uh, let, let it be 14 days of prayer. I heard somebody use that terminology. Let it be a kind of a spiritual retreat uh, and, and uh, make a, a commitment in your heart and ask God to give you the strength that, that you're going to grow in this, in this season because guess what? A lot of the distractions are going to be gone away. Now, we're going to miss some of those distractions, but they're going to be gone away. So we want to focus on uh, our spiritual life. We want to focus on just loving people. And our loving people, maybe if we know somebody's sick, we call them. Uh, if there is something we can do uh, because of the funniness of this time, we can help somebody. And so be alert to how God would use you and in somebody else's life and, and let us know if there's something we can do as a church or find somebody that can do something. It's just a good time to love each other and care for each other. Well, today we're, we're speaking about forgiveness. We're walking through the Lord's Prayer and today we, we've jumped. We'll come back uh, next, next time I'm preaching on provision, but uh, today we're looking at forgiveness and uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. As we forgive our debtors. Okay, so those of you who know that song. I didn't really understand that forgive our debts. Uh, debts is a translation of the Aramaic word for sin, which had the idea of a debt that needed to be paid. So uh, we, we, some of us know this translation, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against, against us. Both of them very, very good translations from different points of view of the scripture there. But I don't know if there's anything more important to learn how to do and to do than forgiveness. And there's probably one of, the, one of the greatest joys of life in Jesus is forgiveness because that's what has freed us up spiritually. It's we've been forgiven. And so this morning as we're looking at this, the first thing about forgiveness, it cleanses us from true guilt. Now, why did I add true guilt? Because we can manufacture all kinds of guilt that's not true guilt before God. Sometimes, and maybe us parents have been guilty of this, or maybe our parents were, sometimes we have used guilt as a motivator, uh, uh, as a uh, spurring somebody on. But then also inside of our heads, we play games sometimes. Sometimes churches decide things are sinful that Jesus never said was sinful. And so 
Uh, we, we, you know, some of us, we walk through our lives on big, big sins that were not, that were not really sins at all, but we were taught that, you know, and you pick up stuff like that in, in, in church. And things that really are sins, we don't hear anything about, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm talking about true guilt. That's not just a hangover from some uh, bad circumstances in our life or some things we're playing ourselves. See, sometimes we're, we're mean to ourselves, and so we make ourselves guilty of everything. And, and instead of, uh, you know, because if you're in a tough situation, you're either going to blame somebody else or blame yourself, usually. And, and, and sometimes we find it much easier to blame ourselves because somebody else blows us off when we say anything about it or, or whatever. But if you're, if you're of a very sensitive nature person, uh, you may have a tendency to manufacture a lot of guilt in your, in your life, even when there's no real guilt. And so, but what we're talking about is real guilt. Now, I want you to know this. Even if your mind's been playing tricks on you, even if you're raised around people who used a lot of guilt to, to get you doing things, and most of us did, and, and we've done that ourselves, uh, we have a problem, and it's called sin. It's called sin. And, and sin has to be dealt with uh, because it, it messes things up. It stinks the place up, speaking about our lives and, and our world. And so we need to know what it means to be forgiven and to be cleansed from true guilt. First uh, John 1, 9 is a verse, you know, talk about people's life verses. This needs to be one of your life verses. It's one of mine. I know it is one of mine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. Notice that if, if we confess our sins, now, you know what's easier for me to do now? Now, I never do this. I want you to know this, but it would be easy. would be for me to confess your sins. Uh, have you ever been around somebody always confessing your sins to you? And I can confess because sin is hard to see in the mirror. It's easy to see it in somebody else's mirror. It's hard to see it in our mirror. But the truth is, if we confess our sin... And confess means to agree with God about it, to say the same thing about it that God says. We want to be in agreement with God. If we will do that uh, in our heart, sometimes verbally agree with God, and sometimes out loud, be careful. You know, some people around you may, they may have sin of gossip, so you've got to be careful uh, about about that, but you confess it to the Lord. He's promised us, if we confess, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Based on what? Based on the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, fully God, fully man, who took our sin in His own body on the cross. That's a fact. That's a fact. He took our sin, and we, on the basis of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we can claim forgiveness, not because of what we have done, but in spite of what we've done. The only thing we do is confess, is to acknowledge before God. And, and you know this if you've 
done much soul work in your life. It's tough, and there's tough circumstances we get into. But to be free, uh, as you know, we were singing that the early song about running out of that grave. I ran out of that grave. You know, it, that's wonderful. To be able to run out of a grave is wonderful. But why do we lose that? Because we don't stay cleansed, and, and it's a challenge. All right, let's look a little bit at, trans, at, at, at sin. And I remember the story about uh, a, a person in the church, and they were trying to congratulate their pastor, and they told the pastor, said, I didn't know what sin was till I met you. Anyway, so, so I want you to learn a little more about sin. No, no, I, I, I think we all know enough about it, but understand what the Bible is saying about it. First of all, transgressions, and we talked about that big word, it literally means to step over a boundary. Now, you know, one of the big things in life is, is that we need to have boundaries. And, uh, and one of the great tragedies is, is people step over other people's boundaries. And, and they, uh, there's abuse, there's just all kind of stuff. That's just the living out the, the sin nature. But that's literally what trespass means, to step over a known boundary. It probably had the idea where the fields were marked out with boundaries and you started farming on somebody else's land, you know. And uh, those could be fighting, uh, fighting situations, but transgression. It's the idea of moving over the center line when you're not supposed to, but that's what transgression means. Then sins translated this way, missing the mark or the target. This is one of the the, the best known among believers of understanding the meaning behind this word, meaning that perfect is bullseye, is the center of the target. It's God's perfect will. And in what we say, in what we do, in what we think. And, and when uh, what we find out, and this is why Scripture says all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God, is we... If we even hit the target, we're way off of center sometimes, right? We're not bullseye. Sometimes we don't get there. Now, the truth is all of us, all of our put-togethers never gets us to the target. That's why we need Jesus. And, and if you're like me, you have some areas you're closer to the target than others. Uh, but the truth is God's perfect will is bullseye. Jesus hit bullseye. He always does. We fall short. And then another word translated sin uh, is iniquity, the twisting of something that has been straight. Isn't it terrible when somebody takes your words and twists them? This happens quite a lot. Uh, when, uh, and a part of it is this tough because... Uh, I believe C.S. Lewis said this in his book, The Screwtape Letters. Uh, we like, when we hear somebody say something, we put all of our feelings and emotions and self-image and everything into it. But when we talk, we expect everybody's going to hear just exactly what we say. <laughs> but we have this problem, and, and so we need to make sure uh, we're understanding what people are saying and do our best to say clearly what we mean. That's very, very hard to do. But iniquity uh, means a twisting of something that has been uh, straight, and we just twist it up. Now, any good thing 
is going to be twisted at some point or somebody's going to try to do it. I don't care what kind of good thing it is, it's going to get twisted. But understand, that's what iniquity means, twisting of something that has been straight. Now, for some of you, uh, these, this is just going back over things, you know. Uh, and we need to go back over things because this is a daily deal. This is a daily situation we, we deal with. And Jesus was teaching his followers how to pray. And, and the truth is, if we regard iniquity in our heart, it hinders our prayers. It hinders our prayers. And so we need to keep it clean, keep it clear. This is one of our greatest reasons we need revival. We need revival is, is for cleansing and being challenged at a deep level. You know, when you're busy, you're just doing things, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're multitasking, you're doing all this other stuff, and doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, then you look up and your life is over, <laughs> you know? So what we want to do is be renewed along the way, and what can happen is we can develop a lot of bad habits in there, and then we cannot hear the voice of God and not grow spiritually, because God doesn't teach us this to punish us. He, he teaches us this to free us up, to enjoy the life he's given us. And so what we need is deep cleansing, and it requires the naming of specific sins. Now, the devil, our adversary, he likes to come up and just say, you're terrible. You're evil. You never do anything right. You're always messing up. When God is working in our heart, it's specific. He'll put his finger on something. It may not be, you may not see it written in the sky. You may be reading your, the word. It may be the Lord puts something in your heart and it stays there for a few days. But he's trying to make you aware. Or somebody may have said, you know what, you know, you did this to me or whatever. All of a sudden it becomes very clear we didn't mean to do it or whatever. But uh, we, we do something. And to have cleaning, cleansing, we've got to name the sin. Because it, it's a different deal. I want you to know that just to say, oh, yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah, yeah, I know sinner. No, but when you put a name on something in your life, and I put a name on something in my life that I did, it gets a little more real, doesn't it? It gets very real. And so that's how we need cleansing. Now, we don't need to make up stuff. I said true guilt. Uh, true guilt. And, and notice what Psalm 32 says in David writing about staying clean before the Lord. He said, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me and my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my trans transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Wow. That's, that can be a story in our lives. Hopefully it's an experience in our life. And sometimes, you know, there's kind of the, you know, there's ordinary cleaning. You know, like at your house, there's spring cleaning. There's ordinary cleaning. There's spring cleaning. There's all this other. But in our spiritual life, sometimes we just need some deep cleaning. Or sometimes you just want to make sure 
that there's nothing there that's as simple as needing forgiveness to open up that relationship with the Lord. And sometimes in our walk with the Lord, we're bothered. We don't know what it is. We confess every known sin, then then ask him, Lord, bring something to my mind. If there's something I've missed, I'm trying, I want to be honest in your presence. And if there's nothing else there, then it may be something else he's working on in our life, like ruling out things. It's kind of what they do at the doctor, you know, when you get, they rule out certain things. So we want to do that in our walk with the Lord. And uh, I hope you'll just take a time in your life to ask for some deep cleansing. Now, don't do this except in the presence of Jesus, because you nor I can handle it, okay? We cannot handle so much honesty. Now, we can give it, but we have a hard time handling it <laughs> in our own life. And so, get in the presence, and, and how are you not going to be in his presence? He's, he gives his Holy Spirit to walk with us, uh, and, and so... Just, just be strong in the faith and the grace of Jesus Christ. If you need, if you need to talk to somebody else, make sure it's somebody who's experienced grace themselves, and, and they can encourage that grace in, in your life. Which brings us to this point, receive his forgiveness in faith based on the blood of Jesus. Now, you know, I said earlier, we sometimes have a hard time confessing our sins we confess other people's sins or we just brush over things uh, we don't have a deep enough relationship with Jesus to go really deep into our lives so we kind of avoid it but other times we confess our sin and don't receive his forgiveness it's a matter of faith to receive his forgiveness and when you pray and confess your sin uh, pray again and say, Lord Jesus, I receive the forgiveness based on your blood and thank you for your cleansing and receive it. And you might have to receive it every day for quite a while because what happens if we don't receive it and we don't acknowledge it in our life, we live as if we didn't have any. And that hurts our relationship with Jesus. It affects our countenance. It affects our our heart, and, and our spirit. And why is this such an important thing that we confess, receive his forgiveness, and, 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 and then we, we live in that grace of forgiven sin and a desire to, to stay right with the Lord. Now, most of us start out, we're just trying to stay right with people. They're watching me. I got to do the right thing. The idea here is we get, we do that to the degree we need to, but we get over, we get a little bigger than that because we walk in the Lord's presence. And it, it shouldn't matter if I see you or, or something. I, it, it, it should matter what God sees. And sometimes this is a reminder. If you're doing something and somebody sees you, you say, oh, gosh. Maybe you ought not to be doing it, you know, or you may be true or false guilt, whatever. But realize we're always in the Lord's presence and, and, and we want to walk in him. And why is it important to be forgiven? Because it restores our relationship. It restores our relationships. Um, Ephesians 4, 30 through 32 says it this way. 
And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed from the day of redemption. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Well, this topic of forgiveness and the Lord teaching the disciples to pray in this way, there's, there's a vertical part and there's a horizontal part. And the vertical part is what enables us to do right in the horizontal part. And, and so this is why this verse is so powerful, because we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God by not forgiving other people. Um, and, and that hurts our relationship, relationship with God, relationship with others. Because we have to learn how to forgive other people. And, and forgiveness basically means letting go. Letting go of the bad feeling towards somebody else. Letting them go. Someone has expressed it this way, not letting somebody else live rent-free in our mind. Because keeping people in our mind poisons us. And uh, we have to pay the rent for them living in our mind, okay? And, and so one reason it's hard to do this, and this is why these things go together. If you know God has forgiven you, for sin, for going your own way, for acting like an idiot, for being self-centered, because we all are that way at times, then if you've received forgiveness from God, you can extend that to somebody else. I've seen this over and over in my life and lives of people around. People who have not been forgiven, they're tough to be around. Because they, they don't think they've ever done anything wrong to anybody. They've never acknowledged it to God, man, nor beast, you know, that they've done anything wrong. And so you get around them, and they're, they're the, the law of the Medes and the Persians, you know, about everything. And, and, uh, and they cannot forgive you. And in church, you run into a lot of people like this. I've seen it. They've not been forgiven. Uh, some people in church are just like they're too good to be true, you know. <laughs> some are true. Uh, thank God. But others, they don't act like they ever sinned. And it's hard to be around people like that. It's, it's like, you know, if you see the policeman coming, do you ever, when you see the policeman, do you ever check your speed? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not looking for the policeman's sin at that moment. I'm looking at mine, you know, because I'm feeling it's going to cost me something here if, if I'm doing wrong. But we need to extend the grace of forgiveness to other people because we are going to mess up. When uh, I'm counseling people before marriage, I, I try to help them to understand that they need to be devoted to each other, this man, this woman, 100%, but to realize they're not marrying God. And that other person is not going to be 100% back to them and they're not going to be 100% toward them. 
You know what we tend to do? Is we expect this other person to do for us what only God can do. And they're a human. And, and they don't watch all those movies and get those unrealistic expectations. You know, now, now and, and, and what happens is we still have to let God be the one who meets our deepest needs of our life. And so these are very, very important things to, to realize. If I've been forgiven, I can forgive you. I may not want to. Because sometimes we want to, you know, we want to rub it in on somebody or something or, ah, you know. But I'm going to forgive you because if I don't forgive you, it hinders my walk in Jesus. I grieve the Holy Spirit working in my life. And, and that is a terrible load. And sometimes we can carry that load one year, two years, five years, ten years, twenty years. And I know some people who they, it took them years to forgive somebody. God is patient and graceful. If it's deep and it's hard, if you've ever done it, you're going to give other people some time and space to do it because it is tough stuff. And it's, it's not for sissies. I want you to know that because it's hard to let go of somebody else. I, I came across this by Michelle Nelson talking about three types of forgiveness. And one is detached forgiveness meaning uh, we've forgiven somebody else and we don't have quite the negative feelings toward them. We've forgiven them. We keep forgiving them when we get around them. But there's no reconciliation has taken place. Now, understand, forgiveness has to go before reconciliation. Forgiveness has to be before trust. Uh, you can give forgiveness, but trust must be earned, but you have to receive forgiveness along the way probably many times as trust is developed. But there's a detached forgiveness where we don't feel as negative toward people, but there's no reconciliation. Another kind of forgiveness is a limited forgiveness, a reduction in the, in the negative feelings, and the relationship is partially restored. And the first one, it means you avoid people. I've forgiven them, but I don't want to see them. And, and if, in certain terrible relationships, you have to do that. But other times, and this is why I'm saying stuff we can do in church and all, I guess we just avoid people because uh, we haven't been reconciled yet. But see, it's a process. And you may have to forgive the same person a hundred times. Jesus said 70 times seven. And, and, and that's something we can give. And why can we give it so much? Because we've received so much. And so we keep forgiving. And, and then hopefully the relationship is partially restored. That's progress. That's progress. Get excited about it. At least you can be around somebody, be in the same room with them, and, and don't explode or, or anything. You may be quivering on the inside. But, but anyway, uh, you, at least you're right there. And then what we work toward is full forgiveness, a total cessation of negative feelings, and the relationship is fully restored. Now, that may take years. It may never happen in some circumstances because it takes two to tango and, and all of these kinds of things in full reconciliation, but we work toward it. We want that because one day we're going to be in heaven. <laughs> we're going to be in heaven, and we're going to be known even as we are known, and, and we're going to be a place where for unforgiveness is not known at, at, at all. 
The place where unforgiveness is going to be known then is called hell. And uh, we don't want to uh, be there uh, for sure. And in Jesus, we don't. Full forgiveness. We work toward it. Now, Jesus added something here. He said, taught them to pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, this doesn't mean our forgiveness is based on us forgiving somebody else. Our forgiveness is based on the blood of Jesus. We're not putting our own works in here. But what we've come to in Jesus is an atmosphere of receiving forgiveness and giving forgiveness. Receiving forgiveness, that's our daily life, isn't it? Receiving forgiveness, giving forgiveness. Receiving and giving. And so we act like we've been forgiven by forgiving somebody else. And he wants us to do that. Because full forgiveness restores our relationship with God and equips our heart to forgive others. This keeps us from making forgiveness just a personal, personal thing. That's where it starts, between our heart and God. But he wants it not to end there, but to flow out through us to touch others. Forgiveness is the key, the hallmark of walking in Jesus. I want you to stand and bow your heads for a moment of prayer. I want us just to stand here a moment in the quietness with your head bowed, with your eyes closed, if you would. And let it be a little sanctuary between you and the Lord. Not, not anybody else, just you and the Lord. I know there's people around you and beside you, but focus on Jesus. And just say to him, Lord, is there anything in my heart that keeps me from allowing your love to flow through my life. Let me know what it is, Lord. Show me in your word, in my daily walk. Let me hear a, a message, a teaching about it or something, Lord. I want it right. I want my heart open before you. And I want your cleansing, Lord. Clean my heart up. I acknowledge I have sinned, and I continually fall short of your glory, Lord. Thank you for forgiveness in Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ, your son. I want your forgiveness, Lord. I receive your forgiveness, Lord. Cleanse my heart. And Lord, in you I'm forgiven, and I'm going to believe that who you say I am is true. Dear Lord, speak to our hearts together here. We want to do business with you right now and in every day in the days ahead. We want to keep clean hearts, clean souls before you. We want to allow your spirit to flow through us individually and as a church that you can use us in a powerful way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'll be standing here at the front and... and it, as always, just respond to the Lord. Uh, do what He wants you to do. I'll be glad to pray with you, talk with you, and just come and kneel and pray. But let's just commit ourselves to leave, live lives of forgiven, 
and forgiving people. As a church, we consider it an honor to play a small part in your journey of discovering real life and real love. And no matter where you are on your journey, we want to be there to help you take the next step. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to ironbridge.org forward slash next.